wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Very happy to be with you. And I'm very happy to be also with uh, our co-host here in the studio, Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you with us, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners. Hey, um, we are coming, uh, you know, towards the end of the year with all the preparations and the seasonal things, you know, just uh, a lot of things coming up and uh, our minds are full of all things, you know, but um, today we have a very interesting um, a topic. I mean, the whole week, actually, we talked about the Bible and the paranormal in a faithless world. Uh, we discussed some of the things. Uh, I started the, uh, the week with uh, Will uh, Moala uh, talking about is the paranormal just innocent fun? And we, we talked quite a bit that people are trapped into these things. Uh, then we continue, Gary, with uh, Eric. They talked about um, how should I regard Halloween? And that is more and more popular. Very mm. popular even here in Australia. But hey, we discuss uh, again, uh, what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling, mediums? Uh, how should uh, the biblical Christian relate to supernatural uh, in films and gamings? And today we, we are looking into this, uh, Tracy, uh, how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? And I'd like to welcome, actually, today, um, David De Lima, also with us. Now, over the phone, via phone, uh, coming today with us. Uh, uh, let's see if David is uh, hearing us. Hey, David, how are you today? Great, Nick and Tracy. It's lovely to be sharing with you once again. Hi, Nick. Oh, hi, David. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. You see, when we do live programs and with people all over the place, um, but we get it, confused too. But technology is great. It's good that uh, you could connect with us, uh, David, um, over the phone. Um, now, I'll I'll go to you first um, uh, today, David, and um, just ask a few questions because. Uh, you know, I believe this uh, topic, it's, it's a very, a very sobering one, you know, in many respects, you know, because so many people are trapped into, into these, uh, uh, things, the paranormal and uh, things, things like that. Jesus had many encounters with evil, evil spirits and foreigners. Some attacked him. Others feared him. Uh, can we start with the um, the wise men? Yes. I know they have another title. You may say that better than me. Okay. Yes, Nick, indeed. The uh, three wise men, as they're called. The Bible doesn't actually tell us the number of the magi, as they're properly mm-hmm. called, but there were three gifts, uh, obviously gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so on that basis, it's thought that there were three of them. Um, when I was a boy, we used to sing about the, the We Three Kings from mm, Orient Are. I remember that too, David. Yes, and, and we'd scurrilously change the lyrics, uh, one in a taxi, one in a car, one, <laughs> one in a scooter, sounding a suitor. But uh, we won't go there. Uh, but the, the that, that hymn, it sort of does capture the way in which they could have been somewhat kingly when you think of it, because they were certainly rich. They were able to travel. They were able to have an audience with King Herod the Great. So perhaps there was a kingly element to their demeanour, but 
what they really boil down to is that they were pagan astrologers. Mm. And so they were looking at the heavens to see what was up and what the future might hold. And as you've pointed out, we, we should not be doing that as biblical Christians. We, we need to put our trust in God and not hope that the stars will, will align or the planets will align in fortuitous manners. Mm. But these, these magi, and, and it's from them that we get the word magic. That, mm. that ancient term magi gives us the word magic. Uh, and, and on that basis, we recognize that they were pagan astrologers, and therefore they were not Jewish people. They were not part of the household of faith. But wonderfully, God has a plan and purpose for all humanity to bring all who will respond to the gospel of Christ, even if they have a pagan background. So there may well be some of the listeners who've been dabbling in astrology, mm. and we, we encourage them to turn away from that, to recognize Christ as Lord and Savior, and that they don't need astrology. But remarkably, God in his grace, he reached out to these astrologers mm. And he sent them a sign so that they would be guarded to come and greet the newborn king of the Jews. And even though, David, uh, as, you, as you very well pointed out, uh, God can use all means, you know, to reach out to people, to us. But uh, the effects or the consequences, if you like, of uh, being involved with those things, the Bible also tells us. Um, I mean... Uh, Let's put this uh, this way, um, uh, David. If I ask you, what about King uh, Harold? Um, I mean, he I believe uh, he was um, not necessarily inspired by the Holy Spirit. I think he was more inspired yes, by the I, evil spirit. <laughs> yes, he he called himself the King of the Jews, mm. but he wasn't Jewish at all, um, and he he certainly didn't behave like a good Jew because he was forever killing everyone, including mm. members of his own family. So he's called Herod the Great. I like to call him Herod the Great Sinner. Or the Wicked. So, yeah, he's a very <laughs> wicked fellow. But when the Magi came to him and said, where is the newborn king? He thought to himself, hmm, I thought I was the king of the Jews. Mm. So he sends them off and says, uh, you go and find him. And then as soon as you find him, report back to me so that I too may go and worship. Well, he was a liar as well as being a murderer because he did not have in mind to worship Christ, but to kill him. So at Christmas time, we think of baby Jesus in the manger, you know, wouldn't hurt a flea, a very innocent and uh, appealing theme. But for others, they thought differently, and Herod couldn't wait to murder the newborn king of the Jews. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so so there, there's really the first... Uh, 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 the, f the first attack on Jesus. He's only, <laughs> only just come out of the womb and he's in trouble. Yeah. Do you remember any any of uh, Jesus mentioning uh, to this character in the Bible? The character of Herod the uh, Great? Yes. No, he, he makes no reference to mm -hmm. Herod the Great, but he does make reference to another Herod. There are a number of Herods in the Bible. Mm. And when when it says... When when the the, the leaders of, of the Jewish people say to Jesus, you better get out of here because Herod wants to kill you. This is not Herod the Great, but Herod the Tetrarch. Yes. Jesus says to them, you go tell that fox, I will achieve my goal. So there's real, real enmity here. There's a clash of worldviews here. There's good and evil clashing here. And Jesus tells those those. Jewish leaders to go and say to him, he said that you're a fox. 
I mean, that's that's how to lose your head. So, mm. so I'm sure they never they never followed it through, but that's what he told them to do. Go tell that fox, I will achieve my goal. So uh, he had he had enemies in high places uh, right throughout his ministry, and uh, again, you know, Christmas is a good starting point, but there's so much more to Jesus than uh, little Jesus meek and mild in the in the crib in the manger. Yes. Uh, now, David, just before I'm losing you, because I have uh, probably some issues with my connection here, my phone is running uh, low. <laughs> I didn't have a, a chance to um, to boost it properly. But I, I, quickly, I'm asking this uh, question because we're talking about how did um, Christ respond to paranormal attacks. Um, yes. And what I want to ask you now uh, uh, about Jesus and his encounter with the with the devil, you know, in uh, mm-hmm. as the book of Matthew uh, puts exactly. it exactly. Mm. Exactly. Well, we know the story well. Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days and he's tempted by the devil. And the devil says uh, things to him like, if you worship me, then all the kingdoms of the world will be yours. And it takes him up to the top of the temple and says, throw down and prove that you are who you say you are, because surely the angels will come down. Mm. And so so fascinatingly, both Jesus and, and the devil are both keen students of Scripture. One uh, in submission to Almighty God and the other in rebellion. Uh, but the devil is a very keen Bible student and he quotes scripture. So they start throwing scriptures at each other. And uh, Jesus uh, counters every apparently scripturally based but evil motivated um, suggestion that the devil makes. Because the devil says, you know, prove yourself. You, you throw yourself down, the angels will will uh, rescue you mm. and prevent your feet from being harmed. And Jesus says, uh, the Bible says that you should not put your Lord, the, the Lord your God, to the test. So uh, this this presents a very helpful pattern for us today that we need to be versed in Scripture so that we can resist the devil and stand on the authority of the written Word of God. Amen for that. Thank you so much, David, for sharing with us today. May God bless you. Have also a wonderful uh, seasonal time, you know, as approaches. And um, stay safe. Um, keep walking, you know, in the footsteps of Jesus. And stay tall, you know, uh, uh, sharing the good news, the gospel, with as many people as uh, you come across. Because I know you visit uh, lots of uh, places, churches, groups. Uh, David Alima yes. from Family Voice Australia, the director of Family Voice Australia here in South Australia and Northern Territory. Uh, wonderful to have you with us, uh, David. Uh, looking forward to see you in person next time. Yes, Nick, and a wish to you, Tracy, and all of the listeners, uh, a most a most uh, blessed Christmas celebration, and here's hoping for a better year in 2022. God all bless. the same to you, David. Thank you. Thank all right, we're taking a short break here, and we'll uh, come back um, again. Uh, just be prepared with a pen and uh, something to write down, because we're giving you the number where you can uh, contact us. You can be part of this program uh, as we go. And you can uh, request also the offer which we have for today on the same number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. You just need to send a text message with your question, with your thoughts, and um, we'll be very happy to have you on air with us live on this program uh, with your messages. You know, you cannot ring this number, but you can send a message uh, to us. Right now, I will play a song and then we'll be back shortly. 
bring our time, we bring our treasure. Lay them down before your throne. You will make them something greater.
Welcome back. This is uh, Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and T- Tracy Papandreou. We just had uh, David De Lima with us um, uh, before the break. And uh, today we are talking about how uh, did Christ respond to uh, paranormal attacks the whole week. We were talking about the Bible and the paranormal in a faithless world. We approach uh, Uh, topics like uh, is the paranormal just innocent fun how should i regard halloween how does the bible uh, or what does the bible say about astrology channeling mediums uh, how should the bible christian relate to the supernatural in films and gaming uh, but we're looking we trace it today also and david mentioned also how jesus um, encountered all this um, attacks and how he responded. Now, just before uh, uh, the break, we mentioned that we we'll love you to be part of this program by sending us a text message on uh, 048880811. On the same number, you can send us a text to request the offer which we have for uh, you today. A free offer, a beautiful book called Messiah. And uh, you need to send a text with the code SA28. SA28, and the book is yours. Uh, Tracy, would you be able to just share a little bit about that book? Sure. Come and meet the Messiah. That's the the, the, the invitation for this book. Uh, this book is actually um, a contemporary adaptation of Ellen White's book, uh, The Desire of mm. Ages, which was penned more than a hundred years ago. And that's a cl- classic volume on the life of Jesus. And it's been a in- source of inspiration and enlightenment to millions of readers all over the world, being translated into loads of different languages. The author, Jerry Thomas, he has a passion and to make this the powerful story that uh, Ellen White had had put together on the Messiah's life to make that more accessible to today's reader, um, and so he has a different, a bit of a different style. It amplifies the beautiful message of the original devotional classic, and it makes sublime themes of the original easier to grasp. The stories and teachings that thrilled simple country folk of Galilee can touch our hearts today through this book. It takes the readers. From from Jesus' birth, early life and ministry to the closing scenes of his life on earth. And this book is a great way to introduce Jesus to friends, family and neighbours also because of its um, uh, approachable style. Like its predecessor, The Desire of Ages, this new book, Messiah, it's a book that's sure to leave its mark on future generations because of one thing. It lifts up the man who kept the promise and changed the world. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen for that. Thank you for sharing uh, on that, uh, Tracy. Don't hesitate to send us a text message on 0488880811 with the code SA28 and the book is yours. Tracy, let's uh, dig in a little bit more uh, today uh, talking about uh, how did Christ respond uh, to paranormal attacks. Uh, what was Christ's experience with um, these paranormal attacks, Grace? I mean, David mentioned some of the aspects, but what would you like to share? Well, I just want to start with looking at some of the principles. We know that Christ himself didn't ever go out ghost busting. Mm. He didn't go 
out looking to to seek out the evil spirits. But when they did come upon him, he didn't back down. He he stood his ground. He knew who he was. He knew the word well, and he used the word as his weapon against um, evil spirits. Um, he knew the word so well and understood it in a way that no other human being did because, after all, Jesus was the word. Um, uh, when people had queries also, we know that um, Jesus referred them, them back to the teaching mm. in Scripture. So we know that the word was central to um, the the attacks on uh, paranormal, uh, on evil spirits. So those are some principles that, that he used along the way, Nick. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, can you give us some uh, examples of uh, how Christ responded to these attacks? Yeah, and David mentioned uh, one of the ones that I would actually also like to focus on too because it's probably one of the the uh, clear situations where we see an outright attack on Jesus um, by Satan. And I'd just like to actually read the scripture. David gave us a good summary, but I'd just like to read the scripture. It's in Matthew 4, and I'll read verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone." Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Mm. So through that I see that um, Jesus knew that there was power in the word. Uh, he was under attack at a time when he was probably um, somewhat weakened, um, and he he drew strength from going back to the word and and the power that is in there. He knew his scripture well enough that even though he'd been fasting for 40 days and nights, he could bring to mind all the relevant phrases to give it straight back at the at the enemy. And I'm sure if the enemy had distorted it in any way, he would have been first to say, ah, no, that's not right, mm. you know, because we know that that's what the enemy will do. He takes scripture and he distorts it. You know, we see that that was one of his tactics that he did from the very beginning with with uh, with Eve. Um, also, we see that Jesus didn't um, use human re- reasoning or engage in any lengthy discussion with the devil. Mm. He just gave scripture straight yep. back at him. He knew who he was. Amen. He was the son of God. And he had the right to call on the Lord's name and to quote the word with power. Right. So I just 
put the question out to myself, to you, Nick, and to all the listeners. Do we know who we are in mm. relation to the Lord? Do we know the right that we have to be drawing on the power of Scripture? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yes, uh, Jesus didn't uh, go seeking uh, out the devil and... Um, uh, although he he knew that he was, uh, um, you know, himself the Lord of the universe, uh, he also had a, a healthy respect for the power of the enemy. Now he knew with uh, whom uh, he's dealing. He's dealing, and you know what? Fasting and praying uh, that was a custom for mm. Jesus to prepare in this regard. Sometimes, uh, do you think that um, people might forget? Um, this when they indulge in things that promote the paranormal and maybe think we ask the question at the beginning is this a just innocent fun mm. you know um, and uh, you may hurt people uh, probably even in your uh, immediate uh, you know circle uh, people who may go to um, tarot cards I did that Oh, you know, right. years and years okay. and years ago okay. before I came to God. Okay. Yeah. And you know how it is. I, I mentioned a bit early in the week that um, in Romania, the gypsies, they were very famous on palm reading, you mm. know, mm. and uh, or reading in the coffee. I don't know how uh, all the future and all those things. Uh, um, there are other other things, you know, which um, which people go and look into. Uh, you may even mention some of the, you may come across, I, I, myself, I didn't come to too many, mm. uh, probably because I grew up in a different culture, communist, uh, um, you know, regime. Uh, yes. But yeah, if you come across some other... Um, well, over the years, Ouija boards mm. have been an amazingly... Um, uh, popular right. thing. Right, I heard about and, that, yeah. And I was reading about this, how um, in um, the, you had the... The, the roaring 20s where everyone was making heaps of money and then mm-hmm. there was the, the Great Depression. And that was a time when, amazingly, there was huge sales of these Ouija boards because people wanted to know the future. Right. You know, and where did these ca- this came from? It came from, I think the name of the family was the Fox Sisters mm-hmm. in America who um, were the first to, uh, let's just say, be... Um, outright and speak about yeah. the paranormal activities yeah. that were happening in their house and they actually... And spiritism, yeah. yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, you know, seances are also something that, that people get involved in and it makes me wonder at this point in time when there is more uncertainty than ever whether this is something that your non-Christian people are going to be more tending towards. And I also see that there's... There's so much of a mixing these days as well. I can remember years ago being told by somebody who goes to a Christian church that part of their service used to be that they would take um, some jewellery from a person and, you know, the, the priest or whoever he was would hold it in his hand and then there'd be all of these amazing things told about what's going to happen in that person's wow. future. And I was... I was amazed how there can be so much of a mixing and a and a confusion in the Christian world as as well, you know. So and you know uh, th- those things can uh, creep in very subtle, you know. Yes. And you know you hear about the big things like you know paranormal and and black magic and all those things. Yeah. But some of uh, those. Uh, uh, 
you may look at them and think, oh, well, innocent things, you know, but as you step into the dangerous ground, Satan is happy, the enemy is happy because he can take you further. He can give you well, you've opened a door. endless uh, um, opportunities and, uh, you know, uh, capture your attention in various ways in this regard. Yeah, you know, I... Um Years ago, I wasn't really sure, you know, um, with seances and stuff, um, you know, was it all about some, you know, medium just making it all up and everything. And I remember I had an encounter with a person who was only working um, for a contract period for my employer. And, you know, we got to know each other and um, he shared that he went to a seance once and I could tell by the look on his face, he said, I knew, he said, I'm not going to tell exactly what went on, but I will never, ever touch that stuff again. Wow. It's It's from from the dark side is all he said. And I wasn't a born-again Christian at, at that stage, mm. but I knew from what he was saying that there was definitely not, you know, people playing to make some money out of mm. some other fools. Mm. There was definitely something else going on here. And it's that's very important that you, you mentioned that because this is real. Yeah. Uh, some of this stuff, you know, uh, of, of course, there are some other things like uh, illusions and all those yes. things. Yeah. But uh, m- this sort of uh, magic uh, and uh, Satan attacks on people, this is real yes. and come in forms which uh, may capture your attention, may be very tempting uh, for you to experience that. I was a young uh, boy, you know, when I came first across the gypsies in Romania and come very innocently say, oh, come on, yeah, I will tell you exactly what happens to you, you know, and they will use beautiful words, you know, and give me that palm here and they will uh, and, but I always learn from my mother, she was a very faithful uh, Christian, now at that time I was not necessarily a um, uh, a good boy to say so you know I did all sorts of things but uh, uh, I always remembered mom said stay away stay away for all these things just stick with the with the simple good things you know of life don't go over the board mm-hmm. because when you, you enter into the um, that zone you are not in control anymore Somebody yes. else is in control. And I think that was a good advice from my mother. I will keep it uh, for the rest of my life. Yes, absolutely. And and that's what we need to have a healthy respect for what we are dealing with. It's not all, all innocent things. You know, in Ephesians 6.12, we're told, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness mm. in the heavenly places. So it's not something to you know joke and just have a little you know dabble here it's something that we're told to just stay completely away from and i also think about the scripture 2 corinthians 14 where it says for satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light so if we know that the enemy and let's say his angels as well uh, are able to transform themselves into something that seems so positive as an angel of light, then we know that this is all very much a game of deception 
And so we also know that we have to be on our guard and um, very careful about what we allow into our lives, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tracy, before I'm taking a, a break here, um, I'd like to read a couple of messages coming through. And um, I mean, first of all, uh, thank you. Thank you all for sending us messages. Uh, Michael says here, uh, Christians uh, don't have to relate to supernatural at all. And that's a very good advice. I mean, stay away f- from that thing. Also, um, saying here, uh, Michael, and I'm challenged by this, you know, because uh, you're right in some aspect there. He says, we don't uh, battle evil spirits today. Jesus Christ was victorious over principalities and powers. Very true. Uh, led uh, captivity uh, captive. Uh, when when was the last time you cast out uh, the devil you know very good question there it, it is but i would like to come back at that and say you know what what are we what are we calling spirits and and evil because i think there's different forms of mm. it as 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 well i think um yeah you know that 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 we might not be casting out devils but i think Devils can certainly be having an influence on us. Yeah, but look, while we're saying that, and I agree with, as, as I said, with um, uh, Michael, uh, mm. quoting the scripture yes. uh, there, now I know that Jesus was victorious. Absolutely. Praise God for Absolutely. that. Praise God for that over Satan. But uh, he also uh, said, whoa, you know, uh, the, the devil is still uh, tempting you. And he says, resist temptation. Resist the devil. Because, you know, we still have that influence of the devil. Now, we cannot do on our own. We no. cannot stand no. against uh, uh, evil spirits and uh, principalities on ourselves. But the Bible says also, don't you know that you're, you fight against uh, not blood and flesh, but about evil spirits and, and princip- principalities. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sending the, mm. the message. Uh, definitely. I, uh, I agree. And, uh, we will uphold that thing that Jesus is victorious and we can be victorious through him. That's the thing. If yes. we are in Jesus, mm. then we are, we are victorious. We don't need to fear. We don't need to, to worry about these things. But Be- that's the key. Yeah, that's, that's the key. That's the key that we do it through him, mm. you know, and we're not, and we're not, uh, allowing Satan and his angels in to have an influence on our lives. All right. All right. Okay. Just before the song, uh, just to thank our, um, uh, you know, supporters for this program to be on air and we'll play a song, uh, uh, more like you, more like Jesus. Let's, uh, try to, to understand that. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and um, Tracy Papandreou. Welcome to the program. Welcome back to the program. Beautiful song. That one, I really enjoy it. Uh, we are talking today about uh, how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks. Uh, Tracy, we have to move uh, on with a few few things here. Um, how um, how can we make sense of uh, such paranormal attacks if they can uh, ever appear uh, like they are coming from uh, from an angel of light, you know. I mean, can be confusing. Okay, many people will uh, share uh, their encounters in, in this respect. You know, can you share with us mm. a bit? So I would just say that's why it's so important that we know and understand Scripture well. You know, just as you know, that the, was the thing with Jesus. He quoted straight Scripture. Um, for example, we can know if we are an inverted commas visited. By a loved one, because mm. I know people who they've said, you know, somebody's passed away and they've said, um, oh, you know, um, I could feel their presence in the house. You know, um, I've seen things being moved in the house, pictures being moved and yeah. things like that. And I actually also know somebody who said they actually saw their dead mother mm. yeah, in, in their room. Um, you know, we have to know. What scripture tells us about that? We know that if if somebody feels that they are again in inverted commas visited by a loved one, that it just can't be so. It, it's rather a trick of the enemy. Because what does scripture tell us? Ecclesiastes nine five: For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Also, their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. Never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun. That sounds pretty dead to me. Mm. And in verse 10 it says, Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you're going. Dead, dead, dead. And in Psalm 115.17, The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. So if we know Scripture, we know Scripture says that when a person dies they are dead mm. they are in the ground until jesus returns and resurrects people then we can know that if we're seeing an image of a loved one then it cannot be okay. that person yep. and and that's where scripture has to be our guide because i believe there's going to be so many confusing things in the future before the return of the oh, lord beautiful oh, saying that uh, so we um, we see that the word has power to overcome uh, paranormal attacks uh, but uh, do the words of the lord have power to protect you if you do not uh, have a relationship with the Lord, I mean, can you just, uh, um, how to say, uh, do the thing, then uh, claim from the Bible a, a promise and uh, hoping that uh, you'll be helped or uh, how, how that works? Yeah, we have an, a very interesting example of that in the Bible. I would say anytime we use the Lord's name or his word, it should be in a way and with the idea of glorifying him. Mm. And again, I, you know, put this question to myself, put this question to the, the listeners. Do we have such a relationship with him that we know how to use his name in an edifying way? Do we have such a relationship with him that us using his name brings him glory rather than shame? Mm. Not that again, to 
to stress, not that anything we do has anything to do with our salvation, but the transformation should be changing us. Yeah, but it, because that's important, uh, sorry to interrupt a little bit here, you know, too often you see and hear people very commonly, you know, just saying, oh, gee, oh, this or that, you know, uh, this is very important mm-hmm. because Every time when we, when we mention the name of God, you know, we need to be in reverence and to glorify his name, not to use it in vain. Yes, and, and if you actually think of that commandment in full, it's not only about not using his name as a curse, it's about really reverencing when you use his name, not mm. not using it in a flippant way. I mean, okay. how many times do you hear people say, oh, the man upstairs, Yes, you know, that kind of thing, really, really yeah. flippant kind of reference to God. So, you know, we have to think about how we use his name and his word. So the example that we see is in Acts 19. So uh, that tells us about how Paul was able to do miracles such that even he would take a handkerchief, you know, from his person and give it to a sick person and they would they would heal and also mm. evil spirits would would leave them and and um, some of the Jewish exorcists and also some sons of uh, Jewish chief priests they decided they wanted to get in on the act they thought okay well there's something in this and so they started wanting to use the name of Jesus as Paul did you know if Paul was using Jesus name and having so much success and hey why don't we do this they're thinking about hey we'll just use this like a magic wand that they might be able to use it too and get some um, glory to themselves from it and um, I think it's quite interesting um, you know they said they started trying to cast uh, evil spirits out of people saying we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches so they didn't even know Jesus enough that they could say yeah. you know by Jesus name and what happened in Acts nineteen fifteen? it says and the evil spirit answered and said Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you? <laughs> then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So, you know, it's about the relationship, actually. It's not about just using God's words and his name like a magic wand. Right. Uh, so our relationship with the Lord is important for us to to be able to invoke protection from using um, uh, you know uh, the name of uh, of Jesus or or Scripture. Uh, does our faith also play a part in the ability to get protection from the uh, the word? Absolutely, absolutely. We know that faith is a big thing in seeing our requests being um, realized if they're in God's will. But we have a particular example with regard to evil spirits and paranormal activity in Mark 9. There is a man who he brings his son who has what's termed a mute spirit um, since childhood. He brings his his, child. son to the disciples and ask them if they can heal him Um, but they're unable to cast out the evil spirit and so uh, Jesus is actually just coming down from uh, being transfigured on the on the mountain and there's a lot of hoo-ha going on with all of the the crowd and um, when he realizes what's going on they they bring the disciples bring the boy to Jesus and when he um, when the boy and therefore the evil spirit that's in him saw Jesus. It says in the scripture that immediately the spirit convulsed him and he, the boy, mm. and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So, so 
The evil spirit knew he, what he was contending against. And also, too, we can see, you know, some people look at these things and they go, that was, that's just epilepsy. You know, yeah, this is yeah. evil spirits. But we have more detail in um, the scripture, too, where because it says this, the, the, the man, when he was explaining the experience of the boy, he was, because Jesus had said, tell me more about this. And he said that the spirit often would throw the boy either into the fire or into the water to trying to destroy him. So that's no, you know, case of epilepsy. That's mm-hmm. that's the spirit trying to destroy this child. And we see that faith played a part in the boy's healing because in verses 23 to 24, this is where Jesus instructs the boy's father about the power of faith in Jesus to right. heal. So Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And and the the man he 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 wanted to believe. He really did, but he was aware that maybe his belief didn't come up to to scratch. And mm. he immediately it says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." Mm. And then in Jesus twenty five, Jesus commands the spirit to come out of the boy and enter him no more. And the spirit had to obey. Right. You know, so so we see that faith did play a part in that as uh, well. Absolutely. And in that situation, I know that the disciple asked uh, Jesus uh, why they had not uh, been able to cast out the demons. What was the advice of the, uh, I mean, Jesus to the disciples? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it follows on. And, um, you know, the, after everything sort of calms down and Jesus is aside with the disciples and they're they're wondering, hey, why couldn't we do this? And his reply was, this kind come, can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So there is a role for fasting um, in our spiritual life as well. Um, you know, uh, I haven't personally been involved with or seen the casting out of evil spirits of anyone, although I, I do have um, a contact from a, a church previously who he tells us a, a, a story about about actually a man who whenever he would come into church, he would come into church, he would be fine, and mm. then three minutes later he would be almost growling and frothing at the mouth until he was actually brought out of wow. the church service. So, so you know, that stuff does go on today. But I just wanted to... Pinpoint that particular example to show that there is value in fasting and prayer for overcoming evil spirits. And I would say for overcoming sinful habits as well, you know, where we've got something, we're slave to a habit perhaps that's not doing us good Mm. and we just have, we feel like we're powerless. I would say in those situations, there is an influence of evil on us. Yes. You know, when we're, when we're imprisoned by something that we know we want to get rid of, we know it's not good for us. And that's where, um, we can, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit and with the help of with the, with the strategy of fasting and prayer, we can also bring that in to overcome those uh, evil influences on our life. Very important, and I believe uh, these days, you know, people practices maybe maybe a little bit less, you know, like fasting particularly and and prayer. You know, let's um, take that advice. Uh, now, should we be afraid of uh, these paranormal attacks? Well, I think we need to have a healthy respect for the power of the devil and his angels, but we also um, 
We have to remember that in faith we have access to the one who makes demons cry out and tremble. Mm. In Luke eight twenty six to 37, it tells a story of a demon-possessed man who is healed. And this was in the area known as Gadarenes, I think, or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it was across on the other side of the river from Galilee. And in verse 27, um, the man identifies Jesus as soon as he steps onto Jerusalem dry land there's a man who who meets him and it the the bible tells us that this man has had demons for a long time and you can imagine the scene he was in a state he wore no clothes he was living in the tombs he was often overtaken by uh, demons and he would be captured and bound but he was he would always manage to break the chains and shackles so there was incredible power that that the spirits had um, as well physical power and in verse 28 um, the 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 spirit you know recognizes Jesus and it immediately cries out and falls before Jesus, begging Jesus not to torment him. Um, the the spirits, because there were a number of, of spirits in this man, he, he, they when Jesus asked, what's your name? He said, Legion, because, mm. you know, there, there was You're many. many. Mm. And it says that they begged Jesus that he would not cast the numerous spirits into the abyss and instead into the swine. And... Um, so that's what Jesus did. The man was healed and he was sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind after Jesus had commanded the, the spirits to come out. Now, strangely, the community reacts by being frightened of Jesus, mm. frightened of his power. Rather than being elated that they've seen what is possible for Jesus to do, for Jesus to cast out demons and to heal people of evil spirits and think, oh my goodness, we've got this great man amongst us, they want him to go because they're only thinking about their livelihood has been um, ruined um, and maybe they're also a little bit... Um, afraid about what he might find in each of them, right. you know that 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 there might be a lives overturned. So that's um, that's kind of where um, we need to all, I think, be thinking about. You know, are we welcoming Jesus? Are we welcoming the changes that we that he wants to make? Are we welcoming when the Spirit is telling us? Get rid of that from your life because you've got a bad influence in your life. There. Absolutely, the Ouija board, the 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 you know the the the, sh- the films that have mm, all this, mm. the paranormal in them. So, so yeah. this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are approaching the end of this uh, program, Tracy. Just um, before we coming with some uh, uh, concluding, you know, thoughts uh, here, I want to mention again the book which we have uh, for uh, our pre-offer for today, and the book is called Messiah, and uh, that uh, takes the reader from. Uh, uh, Jesus' birth, which is very seasonal, you know, now um, approaching that. Uh, his early life and ministry to the closing scenes of his life on earth. It's a, um, a selection of one of the most beautiful books called Desire of Ages, which is printed in millions of copies, um, uh, penned, as you just said, a bit early, over a hundred and uh, something years ago. A beautiful book. Please uh, 
Put your hands on this one. You just need to send a text message on 04880811 with the code SA28. And this is yours. Tracy, how can we conclude in just a couple of minutes? Yeah, I'll just uh, put together some principles, if you like, from what we've discussed. I think we need to minimize the ability for Satan and his angels to influence us. Jesus didn't go out seeking the evil spirits. Uh, I think we need to stay away from practices which are not approved by God in the Word, and God's quite clear about Mm. the things we need to stay away from. We need to spend time in Bible study and uh, understanding the Word um, in order that we won't be deceived. There's no possibility to believe in ghosts when you know the Word. You can interpret your world correctly when you're looking at it through the lens of Scripture and, and, and taking on board that Scripture is truth. Prayer is really important. Our prayers for protection, prayers to reveal to us if we have influences in our life that we that need to go. Some of those things, you know, we hold a little bit too co- closely. And faith plays an important part also. Do we have faith that God will protect us? Do we have such a relationship with the Lord that we can rightly use his name and claim that power? Also, too, fasting and prayer together also can play a part where we have more difficult spiritual encounters to deal with. You know, Mm. we have things that we're imprisoned to that the Lord would not want us to be imprisoned to. So those are just some principles that I think if we take those on board, then we can um, set ourselves up well. Beautiful. Thank you, um, Tracy, for uh, sharing with us today. How would you like to just pray to close? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the word that uh, is a light to our path, Lord, and a lamp to our feet. And Father, I just pray for um, all of us and the listeners, and we just pray that you would lead us ever more into um, your light and your way. And we just thank you for um, your hand of protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Our time is up for today. Thank you for joining uh, Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou on uh, Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us again next time. Uh, we are looking at different subjects every time and uh, you'll enjoy, um, enjoy um, the topics which we have uh, lined up for you. But until then, may God richly bless you. Have a wonderful uh, walk with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Leave you with a song here, the battle hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning. Of his terrible swift sword His truth is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, Marching on 
In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in His bosom that transfigures you and me. As He died to make men holy, let us let live us to make men free. While God is marching on, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, His truth is marching on.